0: Welcome, Mystorians. Host Austin, he they, she, and Host Brenda, she her, have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, episode 84. My name is host Brenda.
0: I'm host Austin, and I. every time we do, we don't have a standardized intro, so every time Brenda starts talking, I'm like, I wonder what's going to come out of their mouth.
1: I, I don't even know. I'm like, <laughs> just let the spirit of podcasting possess me and just take just, me on its way.
0: I just close my eyes and like give him a McElroy from 2009 wash over me. <laughs>
1: It's like you listen to podcasts that have like big intros where they're just like, Hey, I'm so and so, and we do this, this thing. And then they like describe intricately what their podcast is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm Brenda. (laughs) Like, it's
0: like, Welcome to this podcast. If you're here, you probably know if it is. If you don't, you'll find out.
1: (laughs) It's like that meme that's going around on TikTok where it's like, "Um, This is Eloise lives on the plaza. And it's like, I'm Eloise. I'm six, and I live on the top floor. (laughs)
0: one day i'll get into tiktok tiktok is mostly it's me stressing over how many messages i have of people sending me tiktoks (laughs) i think i'll like and me not having the heart to be like i don't know if i'll watch this i watch the ones brenda sends me because brenda knows i don't have patience for videos that don't tell me how long they are
1: (laughs) yes i also don't have patience for videos that don't tell me how long they are
0: yeah i just don't get like that's the one thing about tiktok i would like to change is i just need i just oh hi there's opal, opal! <laughs> um before we started recording i didn't know where my dog went uh she's
1: not a small dog just, and it's not a big
0: room <laughs> it's not a big room and she's not a small dog uh I just need to know how long the video is. I don't know why I need to know. Like, I can watch a video essay, but they tell me how long it is. Like, I just need to know what my time commitment I just made is.
1: Yeah, there was, like, a period where, like, TikTok was putting, like, time, like, countdown timers up in the corner.
0: And Mm. I really liked
1: that. But now they've kind of settled on, like, if it's, like, a shorter, like, just a couple second, like, a 15 second video, it's not going to have a little, like progress bar at the bottom but if it's like longer than that it will have a progress bar and you can skip around the video using that progress bar the thing i hate is that Mm -hmm. the progress bar is also the volume thing so if you like turn your volume up and down on your phone it shows up where the progress bar is oh that's not necessary
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's just bad that's bad ui
1: uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, maybe they've updated it because, as I was telling Austin just um, previously to us beginning recording, I forget to update my phone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm running the most recent version of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have like an oldest dirt thing of TikTok, and like everyone's like, "Yeah, you can do like like all this crazy stuff," and I'm like, "Whoa, um, <laughs> that's like when um." video started being like age restricted for me and I was like why is it age restricting videos there's no place for me to put my birthday in and then Mm -hmm. I updated the app and it immediately asked me for my birthday and I was like oh
0: okay I will say when they rolled that out though I ran into a lot of people who got a glitch because they rolled it out and then applied to everyone but not everyone had the update yet like you couldn't yeah like because they roll out updates like two areas that's Um, what I
1: thought it was at first and then like it seemed to go away for everyone and it didn't go away for me so I was like <laughs> something's <laughs> wrong and then i was like maybe i should update tiktok and i did and it was yeah. like
0: i like lo- cuz i logged in once and it was like hey you can't have a tiktok because you aren't old enough and i was like <laughs> what
1: <laughs> i assure you if i'm not old enough then no one is <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like what are you- i was like what is happening and i had some friends were like their tiktok Um, for like a day was just like gone. Like it it took their tick their like profile down. Um, It was a whole thing, uh it was super weird. There also things that are weird as news sometimes. Yeah.
1: We have a lot of news. First off, I wanna say, did I predict the death of the British (laughs) Queen last last episode? I don't know, but I do know everyone messaged me about it. (laughs) <laughs> it came out the same day <laughs> which was like that was not like because the podcast episode came out a day late didn't it like a whole day
0: yeah because uh, there's that, a yeah. holiday here right yeah yeah, yeah yeah so
1: we were like wednesday came around we were just like where is it and then we were like oh the holiday so then it, it came out on thursday instead of wednesday <laughs> and then the queen <laughs> died
0: Also this is we didn't put this in our show notes. <laughs> I say show notes, the text that me and Brenda exchanged right before the show happened, <laughs> so we don't forget. Um But also like Nintendo didn't air their Nintendo Direct in the UK because of the Queen's passing, because at the end of Nintendo Direct we all saw um for Breath of the Wild 2 now's an official name. It's called Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom, and I think that's just like, wow, do you someone at Nintendo is like, oh.
1: Yeah, which I think, like, I do think it was a good call on Nintendo's part because, yeah. like, things are getting bonkers. Concerningly bonkers in mm-hmm. both the UK and Australia. Like, yeah. good lord.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's pretty weird. I've seen, I've had friends with the, the surgeries canceled, Yeah, and I'm like, wait, like, okay, like, I could, I like all things being neutral, taking any of my personal stuff out of it. An important political quote figure dies. Like hospitals are still open, right? Like you can't be like, sorry, we have to close. Like you can't. Like that doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's like, and like, what if it's a surgery that can't be postponed? Also, funerals were being postponed, and there's like mm-hmm. certain religions where you have to have the person buried at in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Due to, to the religion or like yeah. yeah so it's like you know if this happened in like another country everyone would be like um like oh that's so like oh blah 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 like why are they it's
0: crying? weird it's it's weird <laughs> yeah it's hey i just want to say uh remember when we blew up japan twice for this level of imperialism of like worship of a political figure
1: yeah twice. twice like, twice um <laughs> remember when like in like north korea like their leader died and we were all like like everyone was like oh my god like they, they follow him like they are why are they so upset blah 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 and it's like <laughs> you can't talk you can't, can't talk. like listen
0: it's so i have friends that like work with people from the uk where they like requested mm-hmm. time off here in america cuz they were too upset and i'm like oh my god these same friends are like they like couldn't get time off for like weddings or like their family members passing away and i'm like are you kidding me No, go to work. I don't like, listen, this is the one time I go to work. Get over it. (laughs) I don't (laughs) care. You don't know her. I want to, like, she's just some fucking person to, like, her personal family. I will never tell, like, I'm sure it's upsetting that was their, like, grandma, right? Like, that's still their family. But you're just some fucking dude on the street. Like, I, like, chill out. (laughs)
1: Have you seen that post on Twitter that's just, like, someone being, like, you Americans have to understand, like, how she feels to us. How would you feel if Hamburger died? Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when you put it like that, if the concept of Hamburger was just <laughs> gone... <laughs>
1: <Stop>. <laughs> Why is the Queen comparable to a Hamburger?
0: <laughs> I don't know if that says something about us or them or both, but I, I, I was like... So- I was like If the concept of, like, having a hamburger or a cheeseburger was just gone, I probably would take a day to, like, have, like, existential dread about that.
1: But I think my existential dread would, like, stem from the fact that, like, how do you eliminate (laughs) an entire food? Like, how, like, does hamburger, like, how would hamburger die? Would it just become illegal? Like... I don't
0: know. I don't know. I guess it would be more of, like, like, cows are gone? No, no, we still have cows. You could... Oh, yeah, if okay. they're, like... Can I there, have, like, ground... Are- you can have ground yeah. beef, you're like, okay, but hamburgers are gone.
1: Hamburger. Like, does that <laughs> include veggie burgers, like, made from, like, black beans?
0: Or, like, <laughs> like what, what, what about is-
1: impossible meat? Can I have an Chicken impossible burger? burger? Turkey burger?
0: <laughs> Lamb burger? Like, <laughs> shrimp They're burger? like, no, just just hamburgers. Like, you can have a cheeseburger. Like, okay. <laughs> I will need. I'm gonna need some time for my brain to figure out that an entire concept is... Gone, like we can't, like no one knows how to make it, and like we know how, but when we you make can't. it, it's just, it's just not, like it just, it's not. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> it's like I understand the concept of death; that's easy to process, and we move on. But the concept of no hamburger gone,
0: hamburger no. gone,
1: <laughs> I can't process it. I refuse.
0: Um, speak. <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a thing for that. D23 happened, and they. It, if you don't know what D23 is, it's an expo at Disney. And I meant to figure out why it was called D23, but I didn't. Do you know, Brenda? I feel like you would.
1: Oh, I know I knew at some point. Let's see. D, why is it called? called D23? Okay. The name D23 refers to the D for Disney and 20 for 1923, <clears throat> which is the year Walt Disney founded the company. Um, got it. Opal got already it. knew that. That's why she Opa, was yelling. Knew. <laughs>
0: uh so D twenty three happened, it was the first time it happened since twenty nineteen. Um, which was a year Disney Plus launch, so it was like a big time. This one's they're also celebrating the hundredth anniversary, which isn't this year, as we just stated. Yeah. So <laughs> chill out, Disney. <laughs>
1: Everyone No, they like celebrate and it's kind of like a good idea to do this because they celebrate their like milestone so for such a long period of time that like more people can kind of experience it Mm. at the parks it's like not everyone's trying to go to like the 50th anniversary all at once to get that experience so it's spread out over a long period of time anything that spreads out crowds along the like throughout the disney parks is good (laughs) because that's a good idea that's true busy
0: (laughs) um a bunch of stuff was there i mean you probably heard stuff about like Black Panther Conda Forever had an exclusive clip there. Mm-hmm. Ant Man and Wouse had an exclusive clip there. Um, they revealed the director for Wanda, for Fantastic Four, which is a director from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new Captain America movie. They released the Thunderbolts lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of big stuff. The Marvels had a trailer there. Uh, so there's a bunch of huge, like, vi- really, 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 really big stuff. Uh, so Loki season. Stuff. <laughs> Loki season two was announced. they had a trailer. They uh showed that Ki uh, key Quan, uh who was the actor from that played Wayman Wang and everything in all at once, also played short round in Indiana Jones um was announced for the cast. He was there. He was really excited. He got to reconnect with Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford was there for the Indiana Jones thing.
1: that picture is so cute. It's like, very
0: cute. you uh, can't
1: get Harris. <laughs> you can't make Harrison Ford smile. He will not no. do it.
0: You, so literally can't, you literally cannot, you cannot pay him cannot a force, smile.
1: You can't force <laughs> that man to do anything. So it's like, when you see him smiling, it's like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very, they hadn't seen each other in 38 years. That's, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I was very happy for them. A little, a part of me was like, I wonder if he'll get to be in the movie with him. That would be really sweet.
1: I hope so. Like, he should.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Quan has been pretty... I mean, now that he's been back in the public eye, you know, he's been talking, about, like he's been producing, he's been working behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but he's really excited to get in front of the camera, again. he says he's really missed acting. So I hope he, uh, I hope we see him everywhere, just because that's that's pretty great. Because we no one had seen him since Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, it's like he did Indiana Jones, and then he did Goonies because like yeah. Steven Spielberg really liked working with him, right? But like you know, once Spielberg wasn't making any more movies that had roles for him, he found that like. You know, he got off to such an explosive start, but he couldn't find work after that.
0: Right. And it was not the best <sighs> time to be a minority working yeah, in Hollywood.
1: Both those characters he played were like a little bit like, hmm. <laughs> They're a little, hmm. actually short round.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he has fond memories working for Harrison Ford and was excited yeah. to see his friend. I'm really glad for that.
1: Very if they excited. bring him back,
0: they'll need to address that yeah. a, li- a little bit.
1: Yeah, see him like, and, and that would be interesting to see that character in like a more modern light. It They'd have to they could do it. They could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's should. just a
0: line of like please don't call me short round.
1: Yeah, like we get to find out what his, oh, his what name his, what is. is. <laughs> I
0: Urgh. have such a hard time saying the character, because like that's the only name we have for that character.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, then, I like, wish they gave him a name. And then, like, in Goonies, I think in Goonies, he does actually have a name, but he's Data, mm-hmm. and he's the the smart kid. <laughs>
0: he's the smart one. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Echo had a trailer at D23, um, which is the... If you watch Hawkeye, she is the, like, sort of antagonist until uh, Kingpin shows up. Uh, yeah, she,
1: she starts out as just, like, the main antagonist of the series until they, like, yeah. do the surprise
0: surprise uh he's here uh daredevil is gonna get an 18 episode disney plus show cool. um lots of lots of marvel stuff then there's a bunch of disney stuff trailers and shows and movies and they're so like uh, there's so much stuff
1: i was gonna be but, like well there wasn't really any star wars stuff but they have their own conventions they have their own
0: convention, <laughs> their own convention. <laughs> yeah uh they mostly showed, like, uh, they showed, they announced, like, you know, Bad Batch has a new season, mm-hmm. they released a final trailer for Andor, which comes out soon, Mandalorian got a teaser, which you can watch publicly, mm-hmm. uh, Jude Law's and something called Skeleton Crew, um, you know, cause I think it's like, Disney owns a lot of stuff, you know, Little Mermaid yeah. teaser trailer came out, that was a big deal, uh, Hocus Pocus 2 got an official trailer, mm-hmm. uh, reminder, Bette Midler is transphobic, um, which sucks, <laughs> Am Which sucks.
1: Am I gonna watch the movie? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I <wanna>. Disenchant,
0: Disenchanted. Disenchanted. <laughs> the Santa Claus miniseries got a teaser. <gasps> that was fucking wild. <laughs> I forgot it was happening.
1: <laughs> like my mom was just like watching it, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And then she was like, "Bernard's here," and I was like, ah!
0: "Yeah." I was. I yeah. For anyone that was curious if we're gonna get, what we actually care about. Yes, Bernard is here. Bernard so has I returned. So I will be tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's uh, the weird thing
1: about a Christmas series, and I was thinking about it, and I was just like, mm-hmm. that's not really done, like, there's, like, not, like, no. a, you don't make, like, a season of television, like, on, like, traditional TV that's just, like, this is all Christmas themed, because you can't Mm-mm. show that usually, like, on traditional TV all year round,
0: Mm-mm. but Disney
1: Plus, it's, like, whatever, it's just always yeah. there.
0: <laughs> it's just there, like, they're gonna yeah. stream it, it starts, uh, November 16th has a two-episode premieres. Uh, and then we'll probably air, I assume, throughout the holiday season, and it's, per- it's, like, the perfect time to drop it, because it's not, like, they can't do it on Thanksgiving, because then, like, no one's gonna be watching TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I shouldn't say no one, but, like, most likely people won't be, like, cozying up to, like, watch Disney+, Plus. you know? Like, people are most likely at older relatives who have just standard cable. Uh.
1: Thanksgiving is for Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like the I think that's like a week before Thanksgiving in the States, which is how a lot of this stuff operates. Uh so it's right before like holiday season kicks off all the way, but it's in it's close enough where people are like they've already put up the decorations. Mm-hmm. Uh Percy Jackson's another big one that had a teaser, the National Treasure Show got a or National Treasure or movie series got a teaser, bunch of animation stuff. There's a new Mickey Mouse documentary that's live action that'll that's gonna be on Disney Plus November eighteenth. Um, the thing, there's a bunch of Pixar theme parks, blah 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 blah. Did you know they also announced video game stuff there? Because a lot of people don't.
1: <laughs> Did they? Did they? Yes. Like, um, what's that new Disney like RP- RPG? <laughs> that's like
0: the, or like uh, or Life Illusion Sin? Island.
1: What's that? The
0: Illusion, I- Illusion Island.
1: I think so. It's like the one where like you like have to bring back the Disney characters. <laughs> Everyone has amnesia. I think.
0: Oh, there's Nintendo Switch. There's a Nintendo Switch game called Illusion Island.
1: Let me see if that's what. I
0: don't know if that's the one you're thinking of.
1: No, it's not that one. It's like hmm. Disney Dreamlight Valley.
0: <laughs> oh yes, and it not they it wasn't announced there because that's been okay.
1: Yeah, it's been, but is it out? I don't know if it's out. Hmm. But they didn't um, say anything about Kingdom Hearts.
0: <laughs> no Kingdom Hearts news. We got news on a puzzle game called Tron Identity, which comes out next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Illusion Island is a platformer that has Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, which comes out next year. Uh There's an untitled World War II game starring Captain America and Black Panther. Huh. Uh, it says that like you, there's a title card out. It's from Skydance Studios. It says four heroes, two worlds. Two of them are clearly Captain America and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Then next to Black Panther, it looks like there's some generic war guy that people are like, maybe Bucky before Winter Soldier. And then next to Captain America is what looks like Adora Milaje. Huh. I, uh, that's all we know about it. Uh, there's an AR mobile game called Marvel World of Heroes coming from Niantic. Oh. So uh, that'll I don't I don't know how Niantic because like they made a Pikmin game which we also saw at the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Which is kind of like Pokemon Go but Pikmin. Yeah. I don't know how they Pokemon Goify Marvel, but we'll see. Yeah. Niantic is weird.
1: They did like briefly have like an unnamable boy wizard game
0: they that did. just like
1: went belly up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty, I think they dropped that right when people like really realized she was going to keep putting her foot like cuz like she had been doing it for a while but I think it got mm. to the point where people couldn't like for better or worse couldn't ignore it so I think it came out and everyone was like no <laughs>
1: Yeah, like that and I know people who were excited for the game were like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like mm. they were like, I don't know what I'm doing. Whereas like Pokemon Go, you just Pokemon Go get up out of your house and catch a ratata.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So we'll see what like what it is. Uh they also showed yeah. like there's a new MMO Avatar shooter, which is weird. Uh <laughs> there's a new tactical squad based <laughs> game called Wait, Alien's I- Dark Descent. <laughs>
1: When I think of Avatar with the blue people, I think of, um,
0: Guns. Guns. In my head, I'm like, so you're the bad guy? Because the bad guy... Yeah, the bad guy is guns.
1: The government is bad. That's the point of the movie.
0: The most exciting thing that came out of D23, in my opinion, there is a laundry list of stuff, and I won't bore you with all of it. Like, you can <laughs> Google it. There's a bunch of shit. There's probably something for everybody. Disney owns a lot is what you really learn looking at the list. <laughs> Nestled in there, nestled in there, and all of this stuff that's coming out, they're making a remaster of the Gargoyles game from the 1990s.
1: Yeah, they really buried that one way down in
0: there. Way (laughs) down deep. It has no release date that's clear, but it was announced that the the Gargoyles, the 1990s platformer game that came out too early where they didn't really know what the story of the show was going to be, (laughs) (laughs) is getting an HD remaster. We don't know why, we don't know when, but it does mean one thing, that someone at Disney is paying attention to that franchise again. Mm-hmm. Um, in a big way, because there's also a new comic coming out from uh, Greg Wiseman, which, yeah. as we've talked about on this very show, they played hardball and made it cost so much that so he, so he couldn't do the comic anymore before.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, wild, I mean, I'm glad he's coming back, but, like, you didn't have to, buddy. They hurt you real bad. They <laughs> like- hurt
0: you real... I think he just loves, he loves that story. He 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 wanted to be able to finish it. I
1: think he would walk away from Young Justice forever.
0: (laughs) I think he would. I think if Disney was like, you can do gargoyles, he would, he would throw Young Justice off a, he would kick them off a cliff.
1: He'd be like, I'm done with these teens. I guess they're adults now. (laughs) I'm done with these now adults. Bam. Like
0: throws. (laughs) Well, I think it's the idea that like Young Justice, he, I think like he loves DC Comics and I think it's like, it's original story but it's also like a lot of like love letter to these characters and he's like here's stories I think they should be in but mm-hmm. like Gargoyle's is just his. It's an I mean Yeah. When you're a creator and there's like original IP with nothing tied to it you can do anything you want and people can't really complain versus like a DC thing with all of this history and weight and there's always mm-hmm. someone mad because they're like um, actually, I don't think that uh Artemis would ever do that because in <laughs> it's, like sh- like shut up, it's all made up, but like you have that like yeah, and gargoyles is like his, like he made it <laughs> like there's no you can't you can't beat it. <laughs> Austin, I have a cursed question. yes,
1: which of the gargoyles um uh, would make a good Tumblr sexy man?
0: <sighs> <laughs> okay, it's probably Lexington. I was gonna-
1: Lexington.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because like Gar- like Goliath is like too handsome.
1: Yeah, he just is hot. He not a, is not hot. good Tumblr Sexy Man material. No. A Tumblr sexy man has to be like like a little creature of a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Like> <laughs> or he's Sans like, Undertale. <laughs> like he can't like Brooklyn and Bronx are also just like attractive right mm,
1: yeah exactly
0: and so like Lexington isn't ugly but he is like a little creature. he's like a little he's just a little guy
1: he's a little fella he's a little creature like <laughs> so um I'm not predicting I'm, I'm trying not to manifest this I'm really trying to hold hold back the energy but mm. I'm predicting if Gargoyles comes back we're gonna tumbler sexy man Lexington <laughs> 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 unless greg introduces a new gargoyle who is most definitely like tumblr sexyman bait um lexington is going to um defeat ryan from mob psycho in the next tumblr sexyman <laughs> battle <laughs> and you can pull this clip in a couple years where that happens <laughs> i
0: do i do have to say um speaking of tumblr this is just like so random i remember i was i like hopped in tumblr Uh, I hop in every once in a while mostly to find sexy adult stuff and Mm. people on Tumblr, the kids of Tumblr are asking, hey does anyone have like a Reddit post about why the queen is problematic? What did she do? (laughs) Is there a TikTok call out of her that cancelled her? And I was like wow, it's 2022. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong because like, that's how they consume information, right? They're like They're like, hey, I'm not gonna watch, like, a movie or your video essay. Is there a TikTok condensing why the Queen's canceled? Oh my god.
1: That's just the most Tumblr thing I've heard. It's the
0: most Tumblr thing that could have happened, really.
1: Why did we cancel the Queen? Where do I get started?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the year was
1: 19- (laughs) 1930-whatever-the-fuck. Just, like, look them dead in the eyes and be like, you're (laughs) (laughs) Irish-American.
0: You should fucking know this. That's why you're here. (laughs) Their grandpa's somewhere just quietly crying. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, we have other news. We do. Oh, what the (laughs) I don't
1: know if you heard that. I just got a piece of phlegm stuck in my throat, and I sound like a fucking Muppet.
0: I love that for you.
1: Okay, it's gone. Whoa, I've never done that before. That was wild. Yes, we have more news. I swear to God. Um, For the first time in 15 years, there's going to be new Danny Phantom content. Um, There's going to be a Danny Phantom graphic novel releasing in 2023. It will have no involvement from Butch Hartman, thank goodness.
0: Thank God. That was my first question. Yeah, mine as well. (laughs) I
1: was like, the book is called A Glitch in Time. It's coming out um, in 2023, like I said. Um, I need to look into, it says the um, author is Gabriella Epstein, and she's a New York Times bestselling author. What did she write? Wait, okay.
0: What was her name?
1: Gabriella Epstein. Okay, I found, I figured it out. She's um, done work on the... um, Graphic novel adaptations of The Babysitter's Club, as well as, like, oh. a um, graphic novel called Invisible that looks like an original oh. work. Um, so, honestly, I think that's perfect. Uh,
0: the, I found the wrong Gabriella Epstein. is also a Gabriella Epstein who's just, like, a hot girl online. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have no... I That's... I was, like... I, like, Googled it, and it was just, like, a bunch of influencer, like... Videos and stuff, which is fine if that mm-hmm. you feel like you write, you're also an influence. I was just like, huh, you know, it's. A, I was like, it's a shame that no one's talking about her work and just about her boobs. <laughs> 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 anyway, please continue.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like she's doing um, both the writing and the art. I think her art style is honestly wow. perfect. Um, kind of giving like the characters more modern proportions, and you know, not looking quite as Butch Hartman-y. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I know like the characters were designed by a different uh, person, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. This is coming out from Amulet Paperbacks on oh. July 18th, 2023. Yeah. So I'm very excited. This is nice. Exactly what I was saying. The franchise needed. I think rebooting it as an All Angels graphic novel is perfect. Like the perfect way to bring this franchise back so i'm very excited
0: hell yeah i can't (laughs) wait um speaking of things for all ages the emmys happened (laughs) uh uh and since it's on broadcast tv it's all age appropriate so the big winner i don't know who the actual big winner was i'm sure there's a show who won a lot of stuff but in my opinion big winner was black women as a whole Mm -hmm. uh cheryl lee ralph One for best supporting actress in a comedy for Abbott Elementary. Uh, she was the first winner. She's the second, she's the first winner in that category long. She was the second winner in the category since 1987. So one black woman won back in 1987, uh, Jackie Harry, and no other black woman has won in that category until now.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Which, ugh. Ugh. Uh. Uh, Zendaya won an Emmy for Euphoria. She's now the she's the youngest two-time winner wow. of an M- Emmy history. Hell yeah. Being as she's only 26. Jeez. That's uh, awesome, though. Lizzo is now halfway to an EGOT, as she won an Emmy for um, Outstanding Competition Series for Watch Out for the Big Girls, which is over on Amazon, if you haven't seen it. Nice. Uh, and then uh, I always say her name wrong. Quinta?
1: Quinta Brunson.
0: Quinta Brunson. I always say Quinita and I don't I like I switch the I and the N. No. I- uh, like I even typing it. Like I always type it and I switch the I and the N and people are like, who are you talking about? I'm like, I know her last name is Brunson, at least. Anyway. <laughs> Quinta Brunson won for writing for the pilot of Abbott Elementary. Nice. Uh her speech was unfortunately settled by Jimmy Kimmel doing a weird bit where he was like dead on stage and he didn't get up. And took up like half of her time actually doing his bit,
1: which was like very egregious,
0: like <laughs> it was pretty bad. uh I know the two are close, and a lot of people in the industry, including including uh Shirley Ralph, who we just talked about, talked to him like like backstage mm-hmm. um and apparently he was receptive and apologetic and understood like it was pretty messed up and he had Quinta on his show uh as of this recording last night actually to he, like, gave her time to give, like, her whole speech.
1: Yeah, and then he did apologize. His apology first started out, like, I'm sorry if I did that. And then he stopped and he was like, no, I did do that. And I was like, good, yeah. good, good job, buddy. Yeah. Like
0: So, I know Jimmy Kimmel is, like, someone who's pretty good at, like, being apologetic and being like, I messed up, so I expected him to do it, so I'm glad he did.
1: Yeah. And I like that Quintus uh, said that um, if he didn't apologize, she would punch him. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> So that that's good. I, I'm I'm glad for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other cool stuff from the Emmys. Uh, Michael Keaton got his first Emmy.
1: Wow, I, that's so wild.
0: <laughs> I didn't know he didn't have an Emmy. He didn't have an Emmy, Michael. What? Uh, but he won. He won an Emmy for a lead actor in a limited or anthology series or movie for Dope Sick.
1: Wow, took a long uh, time, Michael.
0: Took a while. He even said that he was. Uh, he said, he's like, I always wanted one of these when he got up there. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That's it for Emmys. That's
1: it for the Emmys. And I think that was it for the news, right?
0: Yeah, there's there's HBO Max stuff, but they're gonna, WB Discovery is gonna keep on doing shit. So, uh, if you are curious, a lot of the animators who are affected by the whole, like, your show doesn't exist here anymore, uh, recently spoke, spoke to Inverse, so... If you just search like HBO Max Inverse, you can find an article that interviewed a lot of them, but mm-hmm. I won't belabor that point. It's most of them just sharing like their feelings and also that they weren't just, dis- they weren't talked to about it and a little bit more. So you can go read that on your own time.
1: And in the meantime, by physical media of all the series. By physical that media. You would- um, I by know, physical media, yeah. by just buy it. Doesn't
0: exist, no longer exists legally on the internet at all, including <laughs> YouTube videos. They took down all of it by physical media.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I know that Gravity Falls, which is a Disney show, when it is available currently on Disney Plus, um, the complete box set for Gravity Falls is going to be going out of print next year. So in March <sighs> of next year. So if that's a series that you enjoy, or even if that's just a series you've thought about watching, buy it. Get it. It's gonna be gone. You got it. Physical media, where you at, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good segue (laughs)
0: into the topic. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I left you for segue, but good luck.
1: (laughs) I was like, my little brain was like, the hamster that lives in my brain was running on that wheel, like, find the segue, find the segue. I can't. There's, there isn't one. But that's fine, because I'm gonna take you back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. I We've think been it was. Lot. I think it was last year. We were in the '80s and we were following a little card company called American Greetings, who introduced. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're the Care Bears. They're these <laughs> little. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. They're the little bears. No, now stick with me. They're the little bears with. Mm-hmm. They have symbols on their tummies, and if you are, um, if your emotions are stinky they will shoot you with their tummies <laughs> it's called the care bear stare um, please check out episode hey, hey Brenda can you ad- can you add in um, the episode number for whatever <laughs> care bears was um, when you're editing <laughs> thanks
0: <laughs> hey 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 future Brenda i love you
1: <gasps> thank you <laughs> So Care Bears is an immense success for American Greetings. And around the same time, they also have like Strawberry Shortcake, who is also super popular. They're finding a lot of success in creating merchandise based on these characters. This is before Care Bears had the movie and the cartoon and everything. This is just them finding success, releasing the bears on shirts and everything else Cards, shirts, toys, everything else imaginable. Same with Strawberry Shortcake. She's on everything. She's everywhere. <laughs> like, you can't escape <laughs> yeah. her. She's like...
0: I've never seen a single Strawberry Shortcake short cartoon anything, but I I like knew she existed.
1: Yeah, she's like, she doesn't have like, she never got like the big movie or the big series. But you know who she is. She's everywhere. Even today, you can like walk into a Walmart and be like, oh, there's a Strawberry Shortcake shirt.
0: Yeah, she's just like a like merch, which is weird because like kids will like have a toy, and i but she doesn't ex- like she's just like a thing.
1: Yeah, she's like they have to like make their own stories to go with her. Same with like Raggedy Ann and Andy. It's mm-hmm. like you have this doll, and you have to give them their personality because they're nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. So this has proved to be incredibly popular. Meanwhile, rival greeting card company, gift company, Hallmark is, like, across the way, staring at this immense success and being like, I want a piece of that pie, please. (laughs) (laughs) So Hallmark sets out to create their own version of Strawberry Shortcake. They hire one of their greeting card illustrators, Gigi Santiago, to start drawing up concept designs for a new character based around animals and nature. But then this project keeps on growing and growing and growing to the point where they like create an entire side division of Hallmark to handle just like the creation of this one character in her mm. universe. And during this time, the concept kind of changes from being about animals and nature to being about colors and the rainbow. And today I am talking about. Rainbow
0: Bright.
1: <laughs> Did you ever watch like any of the cartoons or anything on what I'm what I remember to be the Disney Channel, but I honestly could not um confirm if it was ever on the Disney Channel.
0: Uh no, Rainbow Bright's another one. I just like knew Rainbow Bright existed. I'm gonna be real. The first time I saw anything animated Rainbow Bright was Robot Chicken doing Rainbow Bright like bits. <laughs> But I, I knew she existed. I had, like, it was, like, to me, it was, like, Strawberry Shortcake. Like, yeah. that exists. Rainbow Brite. That exists. Like, that was kind of it.
1: Yeah. I I remember I was, like, a big fan. I never had any of the toys because it was the 90s and not the 80s. It will kind of go into, like, why there weren't any that were available. But um, I watched the movie a lot. And we will talk about the movie. Let me assure you, this might be, like, a shorter topic, but it is a doozy. <laughs> So Santiago's, like, drawing up, like, these designs of, like, all these kids. Originally, the entire group was just, like, young girls, but Hallmark mm-hmm. decided that they wanted to create a property that, like, was appealing to a wider audience, so they did incorporate, like, uh, a couple boys into the group. So at the end, they had, like, all of these kids, each one had, like, their own color and their own, like, little job in Rainbow Land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the, the titular character, Rainbow Bright. Her real name is Wisp, and Hallmark is like, we're ready. To release her into the world. (laughs) Really quick, a little bit aside about the artist of these original characters. Her name is Gigi Santiago. I tried really hard to figure out what she is up to today. And the only thing I could find information on this blog that she had been making little fairy kid statues. (laughs) Like after she left Hallmark. She like has this like very distinct style. You can see it in like rainbow bright style. Like she likes to draw mm-hmm. like these like kind of lumpy faces and like mm-hmm. thick arms and proportion and legs and proportions. And she was making these fairy statues at her personal studio in Indiana. So that's where she went.
0: I feel like there's like a history of like I don't I I don't want to say I know what it is. I do know <laughs> what it is, but like of women who have been in various media industries when their thing like. Kind of like sunsets. They're like, I am getting the fuck out of here. Yeah,
1: she's like, I am just gonna run off and um make little statues that hopefully people will like.
0: Hopefully, I hope she gets residuals.
1: I hope so. Like, I don't think she expected to like this project to get as big as it was because she'd just been mm-hmm. like drawing greeting cards up to this point. You know, she just right. works for Hallmark and draws like greeting cards, like cute little kids saying like, "Have a happy um twentieth firsteth birth,
0: right like i don't know i don't know how that industry works at all like do you is it is it at higher do you get is it like commit like per card that gets so i just hope like and i i'm not i hope but i'm i'm sure the answer is like she got paid at higher to like make rumbia right and that was it
1: yeah i think like i know it was, like probably with cards they're hired to do the card or like they they work a job and they get a wage and they're like, draw this card and they don't get like residuals for that. So I don't think she gets any money for Rainbow Bright, And she's not as in, in the spotlight as much as like the artists behind like the Care Bears. Like the, the woman who designed the Care Bears is still drawing Care Bears on the sly, (laughs) hoping, hoping American (laughs) Greetings doesn't find her. (laughs) But every so often she releases a new one and it's like, thanks ma'am. She's on Twitter too, so it's like, thank you. Wow,
0: I need to I need to follow her for Care Bears lore.
1: Yeah. I haven't checked in, in a little while, but I did when I was doing um like I did the episode on Care Bears and I checked in and yeah, mm-hmm. she was still drawing bears. So, hopefully she's still out there drawing bears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> okay, so the intention with this line was to inspire creativity using colors. And Hallmark actually had a psychologist on their payroll at the time named...
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: I read that and I was like, a, a whole <laughs> psychologist. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if he was hired just for this project or what, but his name was Dr. R. Chris Martin. And he said about the project, research shows that colors can enhance a child's emotional development by tapping the creative and imaginative instincts in all of us. So the series was like all bright colors, each kid, each one has like their own kind of like color. There's like a blue one, there's like an orange one, there's a yellow one, there's a purple one, there's an indigo one, every color in the rainbow. And then Rainbow Bright is like the Sailor Moon of the team who holds them all together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay, wait. So there's each color and then Rainbow Bright's I but it's not like a Captain Planet situation where like they fuse. Like Rainbow Bright just is all of the colors also. Yeah. Yeah, we know how it's I've seen like this picture of the the Buddy Blue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so like all of the kids are in charge of their respective colors. So the main characters are gonna be Red Butler. He's in charge of the color red. I don't think you would have guessed that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Lala orange. Canary yellow. (laughs) Patty O'Green.
0: Oh no. (laughs) Wait.
1: Buddy Blue, then Mm -hmm. just Indigo. She doesn't get um, a cool name.
0: (laughs) She just is just Indigo. Well, there's a lot of names that start with I, guys. Like, come on, you didn't even think about it? Izzy, Isabella. Those are both derivatives of the same name.
1: (laughs) Um, There's Shy Violet, and then later on, there is Tickled Pink. I'll talk about her in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so Rainbow Bright, she's- Yeah, Rainbow Bright. She's of all of the colors. She's the protagonist of the series. Uh she has a horse named Starlight, who can talk. Good. And she has a little <laughs> in this world there are creatures called sprites and each kid has a Sprite. Rainbow Bright
0: oh, like a like a familiar.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a familiar. So like each like sprite corresponds with like the color of the kid that they um you know so like red butler has the red one and lala orange has the orange yeah, one yeah, yeah. And, uh, but uh rambo bright has twink mm-hmm. <laughs> his name is twink no i know it's like for twinkle <laughs> i know <laughs> like, no. in the 80s they were like they're like we're to something this is cute this is whimsical this is never going like no one's going to be on a podcast 30 years from now like th- more than 30 years from now <laughs> Commenting on um, the name of this character being Twink Oh no, no
0: <laughs> They can never bring that character back They'd have to give it a new name
1: Yeah, and they haven't Because they have tried to bring this back And he's still Twink He's still Twink Like,
0: Oh no
1: Oh wait, no, they did change his name I just saw that Oh they do? <laughs> they changed his name to Mr. Glitters
0: yeah they there's no way any re, like any reboot after after the first frankly after it aired in the 90s they had to like someone had to be like hey yeah we can't call him twink what do you mean okay so i was at this bar don't ask me why i was at this bar and i was like i work on this show and they're like what show and i was like rainbow Bray, and they're like oh the one with the gay characters like what do you mean and They're like well she's literally a rainbow and her best friend's named twink and i was like what is that like? A, oh, oh, so we can't, we can't call him. We can't, like, if we ever, like, we can't call, like, put a note, put a note, put a <laughs> note have to in change the file. Twink's
1: name. We- <laughs> it's all a metaphor for being gay. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, like, you could interpret the series as that. Like, you could. I would like a paper on the queer subcontext of Rainbow Bright on my I- desk. <laughs>
0: I want to say that the robot chicken bit I watched was, like, about herbie. I don't remember, though. Will you please continue? I'll figure that out. <laughs> no
1: worries. Let me know if you figure it out. So Hallmark teams up with Mattel to release toys, part of their big march- of marketing push. Yeah, so Mattel releases toys in 1984, and they hit the shelves and it's incredibly popular. It just takes off. Like, everyone loves yeah. it just as much as sh- Strawberry Shortcake and Care Bears. It's like Got the perfect 80s. It, it's like the encapsulation of 80s design, 80s marketing, the whole mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it's It just takes off. Um, there were books and dolls and stickers, and play kitchens, and school supplies, and clothing, and bedding, and <laughs> eventually...
0: <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you need it all. Yeah.
1: And eventually, a cartoon series. Um, Austin, I want you to guess who worked on the cartoon series.
0: Who worked on the cartoon series?
1: Who produced this cartoon, do you think?
0: Um, it's It's the 80s? It's
1: the 80s.
0: I don't know. Is it? A, is it? Is it? WB? No. <laughs> okay.
1: It's Deke.
0: Oh, of course it's yeah. That's okay. Our old yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, yeah. friends, Dick Our old friend Deke. <laughs> our old friend Dick. Dick.
1: Um, French company, animation company, Deke, who's known for Inspector Gadget. Um, who will eventually work on Care Bears. Was hired to animate a Rainbow Bright television special. This special was called Peril in the Pits and it premiered on June 27th in 1984. Mm-hmm. Ratings were great. Ratings were really good. It was like aired on multiple channels. And then um, two more specials were immediately greenlit there was the Mighty Minstrel Merc Menace. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of Rainbow Land. These specials would eventually be split into multi-part episodes and repackaged as part of Deke's syndicated animation block, Kidio mm-hmm. TV, in 1986. Eight more episodes would be produced to create a full season of 13 episodes, and then these were like re-aired up until like mm-hmm. the early 90s. My brain tells me they were aired on the Disney Channel, but I could not find I couldn't find any, um, confirmation and I wasn't about to like delve deep into the bowels of every single Disney Channel TV guide from the years 1994
0: (laughs) on up. Yeah, that would, that's a me topic. And that's when I come in and I'm like, so I don't know a lot about this outside of, but I do know where it aired for the last three (laughs) years as I found scans of every TV guide.
1: (laughs) I found proof that the, the movie, which I'll talk about in a sec, Mm -hmm aired on the Disney Channel at some point. Okay. I I searched YouTube to try to find, like, bumpers, like, leading in Mm -hmm. to, like, maybe, like, the Rainbow Bright TV show. And the only one I could find was uh, most definitely fake, which is (laughs) wild, because it was a mid-2000s Disney Channel bumper with the wacky world of Tex Avery and Rainbow Bright. But the announcer was being, like, now House and Mouse. Then some other show so like it was just very obviously fake and i don't know why someone made it and it's gonna haunt me forever now (laughs) like why did you do this
0: so yeah okay it did the it apparently the movie was a staple on the disney channel for years yeah and the disney disney vista records was responsible for the read-along books hmm and the vinyls and concerts of the you know, long books. So Disney was involved at one point. Maybe. It could have aired on the channel. That would make sense. Yeah. it's like I know They had the movie.
1: Yeah. So I feel like the show, it, it, someone can tell me if they remember like a little more. Like I would have been very young. This is like early. My Little Pony was on the Disney Channel at this time. Mm-hmm. Care Bears was on Disney Channel this time. This is before Disney Channel found their footing with their original shows. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have just been renting like VHS tapes which i definitely did do i know but mm-hmm. um no i'm pretty sure it was the disney channel <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what started me on this topic is i saw like a series of gifs on twitter i think from the mm-hmm. series and i saw like the style of animation and i was like did the studio i think animated this animate this I was right. It's TMS. TMS animated this series. Oh, there you go. TMS, or uh, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, uh, was the animator for the specials. Information is like a little fuzzy, but they at least did like the initial animated specials. So, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, they're very popular for animating a lot of like American series in the 80s, but I think like their um, most mm-hmm. popular thing is the 1980s <laughs> adaptation of Akira, if you've heard of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you heard of a little little movie called Akira, just, just like a
1: little movie called Akira, which is maybe one of like the most impressive feats of animation that has ever been done. Ever during this time, Tokyo Movie Shinsha had a established working relationship with Deke, so they mm-hmm. not only was like Deke like adapting some of like the Japanese series that they were working on, but they were also like doing the animation for original series. Okay, they had this working relationship up until around nineteen ninety six when like the the bubble in Japan like burst and it was no longer cheaper to animate in Japan, and American animation started being animated elsewhere. Do you want to guess who voiced the villain? of the series
0: um okay it's it's 1980 something it's 1985 okay um i'm really bad with voice (laughs) actors i'm trying to think of like any voice actor that exists at all and i can't
1: peter cullen <laughs>
0: and I know him from.
1: That's Optimus Prime, and also. Oh,
0: we talked about predator. that two weeks ago. It's <laughs> Optimus <laughs> the Prime predator
1: and Eeyore. And,
0: <laughs> right, and he's doing
1: like you would not be able to guess that he was Optimus Prime unless you know like the whole of like the voices that he does because he's doing like this right. like, really little like kind of noise like <clears throat> like that, <laughs> like, little gremlin. <laughs> no, voice.
0: I, I mean even looking at like. Optimus Prime and Eo, you're like, that's been the same guy. That's talent. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. Sorry. Like, they don't. no, no offense. Okay. No offense to voice actors whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But like, and it might be like a thing where like when you finally get a voice actor's name down, like the people want them to do the voice, you know? Like, I feel like no matter who Steve Blum plays, they're like, Yeah, but do you like your Steve Blum voice? You know? Yeah. Or like Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer was, like, was in a video game at that Nintendo Direct we talked about, and I was like, oh, hi, Matt Mercer, like, because, like, and I don't know if it's a direction thing where they're like, but, like, you know, be, like, we want people to know it's you.
1: Yeah, and a lot of, like, the roles that do, like, require, like, that kind of, like, larger range are done by like older voice actors so you still have like mm-hmm. billy west is still out there tara strong is still mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. um you still have like you know uh, rob paulson who's old as dirt at this point yeah still doing like the same voices he's always been doing um which is wild whoever voices spongebob whose name is escaping mm-hmm. me at this time <laughs> You know, they're all, like, older and, like, kind of, like, the younger people that you see coming up. Mm -hmm. They just don't quite have as many voices. And a lot of them are doing, like, anime projects, which, like, maybe just require, like, a regular voice. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to think about how, like, it's kind of an art that it's not dead, but Mm -hmm. it's dying a little bit.
0: Yeah, Um, it's definitely different. Yeah.
1: Especially with like the emphasis of like having celebrities who aren't voice actors <laughs> in your project, like
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't see a Mario movie trailer yet. Yeah, Ugh. but fucking Peter Cullen. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I was like, I can't think of any voice actors. Like it's Peter Cullen. I was like, the guy we just talked about. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then there's also a character who's like exclusive to the animated series named Brian. Brian is Rainbow Bright's. (laughs) His name
0: is just Brian. He got like rowdy rainbow, like red guy, and then there's like baby blue, indigo, shy violet, Brian. Brian.
1: (laughs) Brian is Rainbow Bright's friend from. Our human world. So the entire series. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: I forgot. You need the human you kid. You need the
1: human kids. So the entire series mostly takes place in Rainbow Land, But for some reason, Rainbow Break go- also goes to the human world where she meets Brian, who is voiced by Scott Melville, who currently voices Robin on Teen Titans Go. Which is. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, he did this when he was like a kid. You know, they had an actual kid voicing Brian. And now he's Robin on Teen Titans Go and a lot of other stuff. But Robin's the big more,
0: one. I'm, that's the one that's like, what? Yeah, it's
1: like, <laughs> okay, that's a wild fact. Sure. <laughs> like <laughs> There were a couple characters in the cartoon that were created by Mattel instead of Hallmark. Mm-hmm. So these were characters where they were like, we want to make toys of these. Can you put them in the cartoon so people know who they are? Uh, One is Mm -hmm. Brian. I don't know if any toys of Brian (laughs) were made.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll try and figure that out while you tell us the rest.
1: I don't think Brian had any toys, but there were three characters that did have toys or had toys that at least got to the prototype stage. One I previously mentioned is Tickled Pink. She's um, in charge of mixing color crystals to make pastel colors. Mm-hmm. And then there is Moonglow who is in charge of making the night sky beautiful. And Stormy who is in charge of all storms and she's like she, she's like evil rainbow bright at first. She has like a dark blue horse and her hair, you know it's okay. kind of like how you have gem in the holograms and then you have the misfits and the misfits are like we're kind of right. punk and we're like that's what Stormy is. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that's like what Stormy's inspiration okay. is. Um. So Some of these, like, dolls have confirmed, like, releases. Like, people, like, have them. But there's a couple that are actually still rumored to just, like, have never made it out of the prototype phase. So there's only prototypes of these dolls. But in 2006, when Hallmark gets the rights to the characters back after a while, um, Mm -hmm. they did release a doll of Stormy and her horse in their Hallmark stores.
0: Nice. Okay, so I found... I'm trying to... I can't... I found... Maybe a toy of Brian.
1: Let's see. But then
0: when I try and go to the page, I get an error. And I'm like, is this a fake mock up of what could have been a toy? And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to Brenda. I'm and then looking... I'm gonna try and reverse yeah. image search. It's in a box. Yeah, right. Okay, you found it too. Yeah. Cause
1: there was like, okay, so the first one that showed up was like a crocheted, like fan made kind of doll. And I was like, right. okay, well, crocheting can't be done by a machine. So it's never, you're never gonna see crocheting in mass marketed things or toys right if you see like any like crocheted clothing in like stores someone did do that by hand you can't you can do knitting with a machine you can't crochet um exactly so but there's then there's the one that's because there's two there's like one from like an ebay ie is that ireland yeah listing in a box and then there's one that's outside of the box from rainbowbright.co.uk and
0: it says brian from earth if you zoom in yeah and then it has it again, if it's Ireland, I assume it's like in, maybe it's, it's not. wouldn't be Gaelic. Like, I don't, I can't see what that's in. And he has like a key, which I assume is in Mattel. Like, it looks real. It looks
1: real. Like, this was released at some point. Um, interesting. So in March of 1985, the Care Bears movie releases in the United States. And the Care Bears movie, which I mentioned in, um, random police, police put the episode number of Care Bears in here. Please, thank you. <laughs> that the Care Bears movie was an incredible success. Like, it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. So Hallmark sees this, and they say, once again, I would like a piece of that pie. And so they rush a Rainbow Bright film into production. Like, they partner with Deke again. They get um, French animator Bernard Dreyas, who worked on um, other series they'd done, like Popples and Mask Mm -hmm. and The Littles. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) mm -hmm. To
1: be one of the directors, the other director who would be coordinating with the studios in Japan who would handle the animation is Kimio Kabuki. Okay. Now, Kabuki's significant because he worked at Toei. He was the director of Toei's 1969 Puss in Boots film. Oh, wow. Which Hayao Miyazaki also worked on. Yeah. And Puss in Boots still acts as Toei's official mascot today. So when you watch a Toei movie, there's always that cat. That's Puss in Boots. And I want to clarify that that's Puss. The letter N, apostrophe, boots.
0: Yeah, Brenda? Puss in boots.
1: It's not. Put some boots. It's not puss in boots. It's puss in boots. So that's like, they had like several Japanese studios working on it. At least five. I couldn't find the full list, but at least five Japanese Mm -hmm. studios were working on this movie all at once. And Kabuki was in charge of coordinating those over in Japan. The music was composed by Hayam Saban and Shuki Levy, who worked on...
0: Oh, Hayam. Yeah, a lot
1: of like Deke properties and then eventually would um, go over to their own company... Hi, I'm Saban, um, which is oh, Power Rangers and a lot of other stuff. It's the whole... <laughs> we've talked about it before.
0: <laughs> we gotta, we gotta like, talk about that guy at some point. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll get there. We'll, fi- we'll find an angle. So, Warner Brothers signed up to distribute the film, but otherwise, they didn't have anything to do with, like, the actual animation. They were just the distributor. So,
0: hmm. the
1: movie had a three-month production cycle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, guys.
1: So... T- to an- for an animated movie? <laughs> for an animated movie typically animated movies take years space jam i think y- years took six months
0: <laughs> and that was that was like hey
1: and that was not for the full movie that was just for the animation with space jam yeah this rainbow <laughs> bright was made in three months the whole movie
0: <laughs> are they okay <laughs> no no <laughs> Are they, still, are, they still, are they still with us?
1: <laughs> they can't be. Like, how do you make a full-length feature film to be shown on actual theater screens in three months? Three months? Three months. And Deke didn't have a lot of, like, theater experience. Like, they were just doing, like, cartoons and badly dubbing anime at this point. Like, they, they were not qualified to do this. Like, even the Care Bear movie was not handled by Deke. It was handled by Nelvana. Who was good at animation, but their previous movie, Rock and Roll, did not do well, but they at least knew what they were doing.
0: <laughs> like, three months. Three
1: months. So that meant that, like, someone saw Care Bears in March, got the ball rolling, and then Rainbow Bright got a release on November 15th, 1985. Just in time for the holidays. Three months. Three months. <laughs> They didn't send it out for, like, test audiences. They didn't let critics see it in advance. It was, like, they just threw it out onto the screen and were like, you liked Care Bears, you like this.
0: Three fucking months.
1: Janet Marlin of the New York Times said, it isn't a movie.
0: <laughs> Listen... Uh, Janet from the New York Times, I there's three things I need to say. One, I I doubt it's a movie. It, t- it took three months. Two, <laughs> did you watch anything else in the 80s? Three, yeah. yes, they're all marketing tools.
1: Like, like
0: and- that is not a fair assessment of a <laughs> of a review of any animated thing in the 80s at all. D- yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> just the blank, like the. Just, it isn't a movie. <laughs> Michael Blowen of the Boston Globe said it's so incompetently crafted that it makes Saturday morning wow. cartoons seem like Disney classics.
0: Wow, guys. You so, don't have to be that mean.
1: I did mean to rewatch this, and I have seen this. Like I watched this in like the 2010s. I remember having mm-hmm. a good time, but mm-hmm. I was going to rewatch it. And then I ended up at the My Chemical Romance concert on Tuesday. So...
0: <laughs> it was a good time.
1: It was a great time. Uh, but literally, my friend, like, you know, messaged me at three and was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> not... Uh, 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 what? <laughs> and they were like, do you want to go to a concert? And I was like, yeah, I want to go to a concert. <laughs> So, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the movie. Um, Maybe if you send me um, money on my coffee, we'll watch the movie. <laughs> so, I couldn't find out what the budget of the movie was because, like, in the 80s, they were, like, a little more, like, secretive about, like, what budgets were. And, like, uh, also yeah. maybe just, like, no one cared and they don't have records
0: of it anymore. <laughs> They were, listen, it was all just straight up the nose.
1: Yeah, but it made $4.9 at the box office compared to $34 million that Care Bears made. Mm-hmm. And Care Bears had, a, so let's assume it had like a comparable budget to Care Bears. Uh, Care Bears, the movie, had a budget of $2 million. So let's say that like Rainbow Bright had the same. So it didn't... Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably still lost money because of advertising, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, it's not the worst fa- failure we've ever seen,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but even like the My Little Pony movie, which made six million dollars, like, and that movie was like critically panned by like pretty much everyone, but it still made more money, but it, it also lost Hasbro $10 million and, um, the Rainbow Bright movie did so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the film being a major failure, it would be released by Warner Brothers on VHS. <laughs> I just,
0: <it> was, <laughs> this movie was so bad, terrible, no good, awful, probably lost them so much money they never want to talk about it again. They did put it on VHS, though.
1: They did. They put it on VHS and Betamax in
0: 1986. Why was it on Betamax?
1: <laughs> it was the 80s. Betamax was still like, you know, like VHS and Betamax were still like in the middle of their battle for um who would that's, make it out.
0: That's so wild to consider.
1: Betamax is the superior um file format, but VHS was cheaper to produce. Yeah. So VHS made it.
0: Which is why which is why it won.
1: Yeah. And this is like still around the time where like VHS tapes were kind of expensive, but also um rental stores were really getting really popular. So the mm-hmm. film found immense success in the rental market. So much so that it was actually getting VHS re releases up until like two
0: thousand three. Wow. <laughs> But it
1: is one of the few movies on Rotten Tomatoes with a 0% rating.
0: What does that mean? Is you no know, no like no one enjoys this movie.
1: There's just like not a lot of like critics went on um Rotten Tomatoes Rotten to like tomatoes retroactively to the retro add reviews. their yet yeah, to
0: add their old reviews.
1: It has like a higher like audience rating, but its actual rating is um 0.
0: So That's incredible. <laughs> Was this movie <laughs> yeah. to me zero? Is in like this movie wasn't bad. is like I, this movie wasn't worth my time to give an opinion. Exactly,
1: <laughs> this movie wasn't worth it. Like just typing out a couple words. Like it is bad.
0: <laughs> like was this movie good or bad? This this is not a movie.
1: <laughs> I remember liking it. Like I said, I didn't have a chance to watch it to like remind myself it was good. But it, I mean, it had like this this other character who like had a robot horse. And that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I I just really can't get past like the idea that other people in the eighties don't didn't realize at the time that they were all marketing ploys because we've been we've been doing this for a short while. And on anything we look back, we're like, wow, they made that to sell me a toy, and it worked.
1: It works. I'm a sucker. It works. Like... The
0: method works. It works. Hey, It works still.
1: It still works. Now there's laws that prevent them from. Doing it quite as much as they used to, but it still, it
0: still <laughs> they happens. Still, they still figure it out.
1: They they know how to get around those rules.
0: <laughs> oh, a lot, you see, I can't put it on TV. No, this is a free mobile game for you to put on your kid's tablet, so you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about them as much.
1: This is a streaming web series on the internet, on a platform that which we control. <laughs> we will see this later down the line with Rainbow Bright. <laughs> <laughs> So the release of the movie was one of the last things to like happen with the franchise in the eighties. The movie came out in 1985, but similar to like what happened to Care Bears in the nineties, the popularity of the character just kind of started to wane. Um, Mm -hmm. So as like the merchandise stopped selling, Mattel lost interest in like keeping up the rights Mm -hmm. and Hallmark, you know, didn't care anymore. So eventually in 1996, the toy rights are purchased by a company called Up, Up, and Away, which no longer makes toys. They tried to figure out what other toys they make. It's a very hard thing to search for on the internet.
0: If you can imagine trying to search Up, Up, and Away, there's a few other things you might get that are a little bit more popular.
1: Exactly. So I don't know what other toys they made, but they did. They rebranded the entire line, and they, like, simplified it, and they focused. This is this was a quote. I found it said, Mm -hmm. focus less on color and more on diversity, which is good. Mm -hmm. It definitely needed that. But they didn't Mm -hmm. make an animated series to coincide with it, and it only lasted two years before it was discontinued. And I looked at, like, the character models from this era. They were very 90s. I know. I don't even remember this coming out. Because, like, 96 would have been like around the time when I was like maybe watching like reruns of the movie or maybe the show on the Disney Channel. I don't even remember this happening, so obviously didn't have a very wide release.
0: (laughs) I feel I wonder how many of these companies that pop up out of nowhere and grab these IPs are just like some guy with like some cash and is like, I can make a fake LLC real quick and buy the Rainbow Brite IP that no one is paying attention to or cares about and make some money.
1: I mean nowadays it would be like someone would be like, Oh I can buy this IP and make NFTs.
0: Right, exactly. It feels like (laughs) that of just like rainbow like you said, the no one's really paying attention to the like the license. Like no one really cares what you're doing with it, so it seems easy enough for like some dude with papa's money to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna go make Rainbow Bright toys this month.
1: Yeah, and it's like there's really no one like stopping them from doing whatever they want. So, in 2009, the rights would pass on to Playmates for the 25th anniversary. Now, Playmates Toys is a more prolific toy company. they still around Yeah, they're today. like a
0: real company. They're
1: a real company. So, they really did try to, like have a reboot they did produce some animated episodes that would be online however the toys were delayed and they didn't make it out in time for the holiday season oh
0: well there you go (laughs) yeah that's pretty much death
1: right there it was discontinued with in a year like because they just sold so poorly so it's dead again (laughs) and then in 2014 the rights went back to hallmark exclusively and um hallmark produced a three-part animated miniseries for their proprietary streaming site called Feeling never Hallmark heard of had this a
0: streaming. Series.
1: I know.
0: I'm like, <laughs> what? Never heard of it. I don't. I think it's never once in my life. Hallmark tried to get into streaming in 2014. Yeah, like
1: it's very weird. Like it's dead now. I looked it up. It is dead. Oh, absolutely.
0: So. <laughs> but that I can't believe Hallmark's like we'll get it on the ground floor and actually that's like that's like before the streaming wars. They like really could have been like we'll get it. They like, should uh, have. Wow. That's wild. They were you know too, what? Early. I, too early. Too
1: early, because that was you know, also I mean, even if
0: it, yeah. I was like even if it was like more recent. Like I don't know if it works unless they're like we only exist during the holiday season.
1: Yeah, that was before everyone was really into like Hallmark Christmas movies, like and watching all of those. Like potentially a Hallmark streaming service that was just like those Christmas movies and maybe like a couple like programs for kids. Mm-hmm. Now I think. Might have a footing because people go feral for like Mm -hmm. the Hallmark Christmas movies for some reason. It's all the same movie, guys. It's all the same movie.
0: Is is it the like similar? Is it like the safeness of knowing how it's gonna go? Is it like? Is it? Did they fight? Are they the first people who found a way to like monetize the meme? Because if it was like meme, yeah, it was like an internet like meme thing of like oh a Hallmark Christmas movie, and then like somehow it turned into like but it's good and I like it and they make money. Like how did? Yeah, they flipped it. No one else has been able to flip it. They flipped it. They
1: did it. That's that's astounding. You know, like every like every one of these Christmas movies is like, my name is Jingle Bells, and I've come to this rural <laughs> town. I'm, I'm a big city gal, and I hate Christmas. And I've come to this rural town um, to to shut down the local candy cane factory. And my fiance back home is going to miss me very much. But uh oh, there's this man who works at the candy cane factory, and he smells like peppermint all the time. And when I was a kid, I really loved peppermint, and I forgot how much I loved peppermint because I lived in the big city and uh oh kissing him and wait he's Santa Claus <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you find out the fiance back home has been sleeping with the secretary or the something. whole
1: time so they break up and then like the guy whose name is something like uh
0: Christopher John
1: John, John
0: Jingle jingle
1: <laughs> John jingle comforts her and they kiss and <laughs> and then they both buy the struggling um candy cane factory and um they like save make the a town. they make a viral video about the candy cane factory and it gets really big and they're able to save the factory and the town
0: <laughs> the end <laughs> I can't remember if I made up a Hallmark movie once or I watched it because I, I described it so in depth to the point where I don't know fake from real. That was like a woman from the big city, from like Chicago, came to the family farm to like shut it down. Over, but like uh, it was called Red Eye, um, and because she like took a red eye in or something, and it, it was like the, it was like a very dramatic Hallmark movie where it was like, oh my god, Hallmark's getting like real because it was called Red Eye. And but then she left at the end, right? Because she had to go like she's like, I have like a cat and like a job and even though she was in love with the guy in the town, but then he takes a red eye to her on Christmas, it like jumps forward to cause it wasn't Christmas, it's like summer and they're like, I thought this was a Christmas movie and then like it jumps forward to Christmas and he takes a red eye to her. Oh my god Um <laughs> And I can't remember if it's real or fake So So I'm going to search Hallmark Red Eye, you please go back to
1: No, I googled Red Eye Christmas movie and I don't know if this is the same thing, it says On Christmas Eve, Santa's helper Angela is driving her estranged Daughter to the airport to catch The Red Eye flight back home to Angela's Ex-husband who abandoned her Almost two decades ago, is this the same Thing or is this a different movie?
0: I don't know that's the problem. On the
1: car ride, she reveals the truth about the mistakes of her past and why he took their daughter on Christmas Day. Do you believe in Santa?
0: <laughs> and I don't know if I watched that movie or I fabricated it into existence. Into
1: a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, it's my favorite thing, though. It's my favorite thing to, like, make fake Hallmark movies. Because, like, it's easy. It's hilarious. It's
0: <laughs> hilarious. It's fun. I hey, I would write. I would write a Hallmark movie with you. Hey, Hallmark. Hey, Hallmark. If you need, if you need a movie for next year, because I assume your production time is like four months, <laughs> like hit us up. <laughs> they all use the same set. Like, listen, I can't fault them. It's good. it works. It makes money. They save. Like they're like, we always use the same set. It doesn't matter.
1: Why haven't they filmed a Hallmark movie in Frankenmuth? Like
0: they had to have done that, they, right?
1: They have to have gone to Bronner's to film. If there's like,
0: not a Hallmark movie set in Michigan, Brenda, we need to stop talking on air because yeah. we can't make
1: like, it. We need a, like, okay, Frankenmuth, it's kind of a hell place, but it does have the largest <laughs> Christmas store in the
0: country. It's the largest Christmas store in the, listen, they're from the big city, they're, okay, I got the whole, what happened to this Rainbow <laughs> Bright streaming yes. show? I assume it failed. 2014, um, sorry,
1: 2015, wait, no, 2014. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I <laughs> was like the first time. It was twenty fourteen.
1: <laughs> twenty fourteen, they like released a couple episodes of this series. Emily Osment from Hannah Montana is the voice of yeah. Rainbow Bright in this series. Wow. Yeah. In twenty fifteen, Hallmark has established like their own toy division at this point, and they re- they released mm-hmm. um, itty bitty versions. So Hallmark mm-hmm. has this line of toys that are called Itty Bitty, and they're, like, little, I would call them little beans of characters. <laughs> they look like beans. They're just a little guy. They're just little beans. They're about, like, uh, I'd say, like, four inches big, usually. They make big ones, but, mm-hmm. like, most mm-hmm. of them are, like, very tiny. They're collectible. They make a lot of Disney characters. They make a lot of, like, Star mm-hmm. Wars characters, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So they started releasing Rainbow Bright versions of Itty Bitties, and mm-hmm. those were pretty popular. Um, okay. Okay. Then they also, Hallmark has their, like, Christmas ornaments that are considered very collectible every year. They Mm -hmm. started releasing Rainbow bright Christmas ornaments for collectors. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Which is really cool because, like, what a lot of the previous companies tried to do was, like, get kids interested in this again. And Mm -hmm. none of them really put in the amount of work that it would take to modernize it and make it, like, something that kids would want to watch nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So... I think Hallmark's idea of, like, catering to collectors who are all, like, in their 40s, 30s or 40s. Yeah.
0: um,
1: At this point, who have Christmas trees and might want a Christmas ornament or might want to share, like, the old, like, the characters, like, with their kids. Um, Yeah. I think that's, like, a much better market to focus on nowadays. Collector dolls and, like, that sort of thing. Like I said, they finally released, like, the Stormy doll um, that had never, had maybe made it production, maybe not made it to production. Uh, mm-hmm. They finally actually released that item so collectors could collect them.
0: Yeah, well, that's, like, where the money is, at. especially with these, like, lesser, like, not as popular IPs that existed, right? Like, the money is in the few people who do remember them making exclusive collector stuff because mm-hmm. there's, like, let's say 10,000 people worldwide, right, like, trying to collect Rainbow Brite, like... If you make a thousand, like you you create a market, like yeah. you're like, well, there's only ten thousand of you. I don't need to make a hundred thousand of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make money.
1: Yeah, and it's like you cater to the people who like you know, like the person who runs RainbowBright.net, you know, who's like been yeah. following the franchise. Like she's an adult now. She's going to want collectibles. Um, yeah.
0: So like, if you're gonna make yeah. a kid thing, you're betting on those ten thousand people having kids that they want to show Rainbow Break mm-hmm. to. And then their kids being into it. So you're like a one in four chance.
1: Yeah. I think something that we could compare it to easily is going to be like the She Ra series that yeah. had a very successful reboot. But if you compare like original She Ra
0: to. Yeah, exactly. Like that was like yeah. really out on a limb. Mm-hmm. And I think it only worked because they let Stevenson really kind of just like She Ra in name. And there's a little bit from the original. But it was mostly, like, I'll, like, I won't come up with new names was more or less really what it boiled down to.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, it wasn't just, like, a re-release. It was, like, a completely, like, new concept.
0: Right, exactly. Completely
1: new character designs that were more modern.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: maybe slightly higher stakes than the original on one hand. Still, like, an action yeah. cartoon. But you know, just, like, none of these companies put the effort. Yeah. They made, like, very kind of superficial, like, skinny girls, sort of like Monster High-esque redesigns of these characters, I would say.
0: Yeah, no, but it doesn't work. It just feels like, you know, they're like, well, what are kids watching? We'll just make it look just like that, and then it'll work. And it's like, kids aren't dumb. You gotta try. And if it's like, if you're not going for like a preschool market, you can't just like slap get the animation. Like if you're going for like grade schoolers, like you gotta try.
1: 2018, there was a Rainbow Bright miniseries comic book mm-hmm. released from oh. Dynamite and it had Brittany Williams as the artist and Brittany Williams, she's done a lot of like all ages graphic novels. The one that I know mm-hmm. her from the best is going to be Goldie Vance, which is like a kind of like Nancy Drew-esque mystery mm-hmm. series that takes place. It's like Nancy Drew meets Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because <laughs> it takes place <laughs> in a hotel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible.
1: I don't know anything that the writer has done but it was like five-part miniseries and the art's like it's definitely more modern i do like the art like looking at pictures of it it's like that modern kind of like all ages graphic novel type style i really like it i think making it like as really seeing it as a miniseries wasn't the way to go it did need to be like an actual graphic novel because those just do better with like younger audiences right. than single issue comics just because kids because everyone has to drive everywhere, kids can't regularly get to a comic book store a lot of the times. So right. they're gonna be more interested in getting a complete thing. Yeah. And also it's a lot cheaper. Like all ages mm-hmm. graphic novels tend to be like, you know, the price points are pretty reasonable. Compared to a comic book that costs like five bucks now. Right.
0: Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could see Rainbow Break comic series. Mm-hmm. I could see like a webcomic series. I could see I think it could be a cool show. It's an interesting idea of, like, the color and emotion and, like, I mean, it's very, like, it's pretty close to Care Bears. (laughs) But you could do something neat.
1: I think someone just has to, like, step back and, like, put time into it. Kind of similar to, like, what Lauren Faust did for My Little Pony. Like, stepping back and making characters who aren't just, hello, my name's Red Butler and I'm the and i i'm the color red like i control i'm the red one uh, yeah or um i don't know the blue, blue boy blue boy
0: <laughs> my name's indigo
1: is it isabel i'm indigo? different than <laughs>
0: i'm i'm different i'm different than shy violet but to some people they can't discern the difference
1: <laughs> so my name is just indigo <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it, I mean it could be cool because essentially it's like a it's like a magical girl series. Frankly, mm-hmm. like you could do something pretty neat. Yeah, I'm still stuck on this is not a movie as ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a <laughs> movie. Hi, I'm with the New York Times. What's your view of this movie? This is not a movie. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Speaking of like how it is a magical girl series, for some reason a lot mm-hmm. of like the um, sources really wanted it to be to know that yes, Rainbow Bright did have a presence in Japan, and it was literally just called Magical Girl Rainbow Bright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maho Shoujo. Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Maho Shoujo. Rainbow Bright <laughs> 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 I just I could see I think the okay, this is what it is. Whenever I mm. see Rainbow Bright now, I think of Star versus the Forces of the Universe. Yeah,
1: like kind of a similar concept, honestly. There's,
0: there's no way, there's no way you cannot convince me. There's no fucking way the people who designed Star were not looking at a picture of Rainbow Bright. Yeah,
1: like looking at a picture of Rainbow Bright, and then like also like Sailor Moon, and just be like, yeah, just mash them all together.
0: <laughs> like, just if you just if they just if you just you know like, <laughs> there you go. That's it. You got it. That's it. Like, there's no, there's absolutely no way. Because Star's, like, her main attack for a long time is, like, rainbow unicorn, like, blast <laughs> or something.
1: Which is, like, Rainbow Brite. Is there? Is Rainbow Brite's horse, is it a unicorn? No, it's just a horse. It's just a horse? <laughs> it's just a horse. Okay, well, it's, it's a horse, but it has, like, a rainbow mean, which, like
0: cool cool Mm. and
1: like a little star where like maybe a horn would be if it was a unicorn but it's just a horse um it's just a horse and i think when the horse runs it like runs on like a rainbow so it can fly that would make sense yeah i think that's kind of yeah
0: there's no no one could convince me including the people themselves like i don't believe you that you weren't looking at rainbow bright and when you were thinking about star
1: exactly and that's pretty much where we are that's pretty much it that's pretty much that's rainbow bright like Maybe we'll see it come back someday, and maybe we we won't.
0: <laughs> At first, I thought you said maybe we'll see it come back Sunday, and I was like, Brenda, what?
1: <laughs> I'm not manifest. I'm trying really hard not to manifest.
0: We've really been trying to tune it down, and I don't think it's working. It's not
1: working. I killed the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I killed the queen, and then I went to the MCR concert, which I had a dream. That I went to the MCR concert and I was like, oh, but I'm not going. But my friend is, and that'll be nice. And then...
0: <laughs> and then... It's funny because I heard the other side because the person that Dante got the tickets from was with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And so I was hearing the story of like how they convinced Dante to get more tickets from <laughs> Like,
1: one of our other friends was supposed to go and they weren't feeling well like last minute, and so it was just like, Brenda, you want to go? And I was like, it's two in the afternoon. I gotta drive
0: past you. I gotta drive past you to get there.
1: Here's like the funny thing. It was like so at the arena where it was happening, like the concert was happening. You can't have a purse, but I never have pockets because I hate wearing pants with pockets.
0: I have pockets, but I've gotten into carrying a purse. So I also had a
1: purse. Yeah, but well, I didn't have a purse that was small enough to make it in. Like. All mm-hmm. of mine were, like, an inch too big because they would be, like, four by six. And then, like... Yeah, it's
0: super small. So small.
1: And I didn't have anything small. And I was, like, I just needed place to put my phone. So, like, I tried troubleshooting. I put, like, on a pair of, like, old leggings my mom didn't wear anymore and they were way too tight. And then I tried, like, mm-hmm. um, putting on, like, a pair of my loose around-the-house shorts that had pockets. And then it was, like, mm-hmm. no, these are like my stuff's going to fall out of the pockets and then like last last second before everyone got there like I just was like I have to go to Old Navy and I have to buy leggings that have pockets <laughs> <laughs> so I ran to Old Navy and I just like was like I need leggings with pockets step and so they showed me where they were and I grabbed a large and an extra large just in case and just got put them on and I was like I'm good <laughs> Nice. Then not as soon as I got home with the leggings and I put them on, my friends were like, we're here. I was like, oh, wow. That timing was great. Wow.
0: <laughs> they, The person who let me in just let me in with his, like, next time you can't bring a boat, it's too big. And I was like, cool, my car is like five blocks away.
1: <laughs> yeah, we paid the really expensive parking to be
0: there. Hey, it, I didn't think about parking there because like I grew up in Detroit, so I'm like I'm not gonna fucking park. I'm gonna park. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm like I'm gonna park where I always park, and we're gonna walk. You'll be fine. Is what I told everyone I was with. <laughs>
1: it's like you know, you know where to park. We were just like, yeah, we're right here. Yeah,
0: it's way, it's way different to be in a big city and not like yeah. no where, like, which lots are, like, good lots, and which spots you're, like, gonna be fine at, and, like, is someone gonna be watching my car? Is it gonna be, like, a free-for-all? Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's way different when you're just, like, visiting versus growing up in an area. Yeah, and then um, we could,
1: like, run, because we went to the merch trailer before the concert, because we got there pretty early.
0: Yeah. And there was no way. I didn't even think about <laughs> that the trailer would just be there all fucking day, so yeah. I got there and had, like, slim pickings for my size. Yeah,
1: there it, it was, like, that's not normal for concerts, though. It was really nice, though, because no. you could get it done with and just get like, um, what was it, the, the boys, boys' life magazine shirt. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a funny one. But yeah, we just ran, could run everything back to the car and then be like, all right. Yeah,
0: wait. I didn't even think about that. I was like, I got up there. I was like, oh, you guys just been. I was like, oh, you have the trailers. This has been here. Like, yeah. And I was like, I could have fucking come here before I ate food and put it back in my car and been done with it instead of so caring and I'm walking around with three t shirts like a <laughs> <laughs> gremlin at this concert.
1: The people in front of us had, like, popcorn. Like, they were, like, munching popcorn the whole time.
0: Yeah. I like the arena. Hey, welcome to me and Brenda review the MCR show. I don't know if Brenda's keeping this in at the end of the interview. <laughs> I think we forgot we were recording. I know. COVID we
1: just, just we haven't had a chance to talk since the
0: concert. Um, but I do like that the arena, because it's Little Caesars Arena here in Detroit, mm-hmm. Um. I like that you can just also just get a Little Caesars five dollar pizza.
1: That was good. I was like, oh, there's food in here. I was like, there's a Little Caesars in here.
0: Yeah. Like, the arena's huge. Also, our other, like, like our friends, like none of them that I was with had like been there. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, how big is it? And I was like, oh, right. You've only been to nap Grunep- It's big. It's big. And they're like, oh, is it? Someone was like, is it bigger than the palace? And I giggled a little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it bigger than the uh, palace? It makes the palace this, look like a trivial...
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, it is. Like, the only difference is the palace has a parking lot. You have to pay $50 to get into because there's nowhere else to fucking park. Yeah, it's in, in the, the middle, middle of, of nowhere. Cornfield. Well,
1: like, the palace is dead now. It's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. it always looked so run down, even though it wasn't, it wasn't old. Like... No, they just
0: didn't take care of it because they didn't care. They didn't care.
1: And so walking into, this was was also my first time at Little Caesars. Like, I knew it was big. Like, I'd seen it from the outside. But, like, walking into it, I'm like, everything is so clean and nice. And there's, like, food options? I'm not being handed a sad frozen hot dog by a high school student, like, trying to make money for their band program. Yeah,
0: (laughs) any other fucking venue is, like... Here's a hot dog that'll be eight dollars. Yes, we got it for Meyer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the friends I went with ran into their neighbors who were walking. Here's the thing: ran into their neighbors who were walking into Little Caesars Arena with a Pizza Hut pizza. (laughs) How dare you bring the villain, the villain of the story, into this hallowed halls? (laughs)
0: How dare you? How
1: dare you? Is Little Caesars not good enough for you? Get out.
0: Get out right now. I'm too good for Little Caesars, you see. No. I only consume expensive, (laughs) overpriced, greasy pizza.
1: It's just as greasy as Little Caesars, but it costs 300 times as much.
0: (laughs) And I have to wait 20 to 40 minutes for it.
1: (laughs) Where is it hot and ready? It's just ready whenever I'm ready. (laughs) I like to suffer
0: <laughs> I love you Brenda
1: I love you too we do have to end it there
0: we have to end this episode everybody um I don't know how much will be kept or if you'll we'll just hear us saying we should end this episode now cause future Brenda is a wizard see ya Goodbye.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esteranza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network.
0: You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host, Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... For listening to our podcast, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.